A new world is emerging. It is a new world order. To build back better or whatever. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. To be ready for pandemic two, I, I call this pandemic one. We've got to get them vaccinated and hopefully they will do it willingly. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. This is Connect Those Dots. Genetically modified organisms and we're injecting them in little kids' arms. We just shoot them right into the vein. Four words, four little words that are hurting America's pandemic response. What are they? Do your own research. Can we all stop saying, I need to do my own research? Nobody who's saying that is getting in a lab and doing tests. At best, you're reading other people's research. And more likely, you're probably reading a tweet about a headline, about a blog post, about someone else's research. That phrase, do your own research, is popping up a lot in conversations about coronavirus and about COVID vaccines. But this go-it-alone approach, doing your own research, it seems so innocent, but it can have serious consequences. In other words, CNN says, don't do your own research. What are the roots of this phrase? I feel like I used to hear it around QAnon craziness. Well, today, uh, the, the deer antler guy was uh, sentenced to 41 months in prison for his role in the Capitol riot. The same phrase, do your research, is being peddled by some people who do have ill intent, who want to push you down certain paths, who want to either for profit reasons or for geopolitical reasons, want to make sure that you are reading certain information as opposed to listening to authoritative sources. And you will respect my authority! So what should be an actually smart idea especially in the U.S. with such a lack of funding and media literacy and all of these issues, it, it can really actually help make things worse. Yeah, it's a sneaky little phrase. Here's the four words that are helping to spread vaccine misinformation. Are you ready? According to CNN, here they are. Do your own research. Do your own research. Do your own research. It's a sneaky little phrase. That's right, folks. CNN here to tell you, don't look into these things for yourself. Don't do your own research. Don't question anything. Just listen and obey. He could have undermined the messaging so much that he can actually control right. uh, exactly what people think. And that is, the, that is yeah. our job. Once again, the media is clamoring to tell you to stop looking into stuff for yourself. Do your own research. Those four words are hurting the U.S. pandemic response. CNN chief media correspondent Brian Stelter said on Reliable Sources Sunday. Brian Stelter visits school kids to teach them to spot misinformation. He's telling them, don't even trust satire, don't trust anything but CNN. Reducing a liar's reach is not the same as censoring freedom of speech. Well, hello there, fam, and all of you beautiful little dot connectors out there. I am your humble host, Joe, on this humble little podcast called Connect Those Dots. And wow, what a week, huh? So much happened, or one really big thing happened, but yeah, a lot happening around that one big thing. And uh, what is that? Obviously, I'm talking about Elon Musk buying Twitter. Literally happened the day after I publish 
last week's episode talking about how the umbrella corporations like BlackRock and Vanguard are actually the ones that really own Twitter because they own the largest shares. And then all of a sudden, Elon Musk just up and buys the company, becomes the outright owner. Doesn't mean those companies don't have a a say in it because they're still very large shareholders, but boom, all of a sudden, my entire analysis from last week's podcast is old news. So dedicated to this huge bombshell story, and everybody's been talking about it. It's all anybody can talk about this week. Whether whatever political party you stand by, whatever show you watch, what everybody's got an opinion on Elon Musk buying Twitter. And uh, I think you can parse out uh, who may have certain opinions. Obviously, the brainwashed... New World Order talking point NPCs. You know, this is the new download that they've gotten. Just like in the beginning with the the, the COVID. COVID-19, scary, mask on. COVID-19, scary, mask on. And then the George Floyd thing happened. Black Lives Matter, George Floyd. Black Lives Matter, George Floyd. Black Lives Matter, George Floyd. And then the vaccines come out. Safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective. And then the whole Ukraine thing happens. We stand with Ukraine. Putin is a terrorist. We stand with Ukraine. Putin is a terrorist. And now here we are at the impasse of Elon Musk purchasing Twitter. And now it's all Elon Musk bad, threat to our democracy. Elon Musk bad, threat to our democracy. It is absolutely remarkable and astonishing how, like clockwork, They can put out these talking points and these keywords and these catchphrases and the brainwashed masses just just completely become it. Analyzing data. Protocol accepted. It really is just just crazy. And it it's sad because these people don't do their own research because they've literally been told not to. They've been told if you do your own research, you're going to go down rabbit holes of disinformation. Disinformation. And they say that we are the only news that you should get your news from. We are the trusted news. We have the fact checkers behind us. So when when a person is just going about their everyday life and not paying attention and not taking interest, that's one of the key things. You have to take interest into these topics to really flesh them out in your mind because if you don't care about them you're you're not going to really dig deep within them so you just go about your everyday life and then you say oh this is the tr- this is what the fact checkers tell me the trusted news is so i have no choice but in believing it so when they get on tv and they tell you all these things that i'm going to play for you shortly i got a, some clips of the mind control, hypnosis, brainwash, project mockingbird media, all saying these things about Elon Musk, and <laughs> some of them are just a, a doozy for sure. It's 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 unbelievable what we're dealing with. We're not we're not dealing with serious people here. From CNN's Brian Stelter to Jen Psaki, or as I like to call her, the the bride of Chucky, to a, a person at the View. Who just like if you if you watch the view, if you ever torture yourself to watch the view, you're just getting a fire hose, a waterfall of just bad information and bad opinions, like just dunked 
into your skull, into your brain, into your thoughts. I mean, I, it's, the view is absolutely sick. It's sick and disgusting. Sick thoughts. But we're going to start off the clips right now with some dude from MSNBC who I guess he has a show there. I've never heard of the guy until he went on this unbelievably ironic and hypocritical and just non-self-aware take that he gives on his show. His name is Ari Ari something or other. Like, who, who really cares what his name is, honestly? Let me just play you what he says. And no, this is not a parody. <laughs> this is not a Saturday Night Live skit. This is not a funny YouTube video where people make fun of how non-self-aware these people are. This is an actual take on MSNBC. So this is what people are getting. This is what an MSNBC viewer is getting as a informed and well-thought-out opinion. Here, let's go. You own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates. Hmm. Now, where have I heard that before? Oh, yeah. It's kind of like how the leadership of Twitter during the 2020 election outright banned the sitting president of the country. Kind of like how you shadow ban all sorts of people that have a dissenting opinion and don't completely agree with all of your cult-like opinions and all of your absolutist authoritarian indoctrination. All of its nominees, or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else, and the rest of us might not even find out about it till after the election. I mean, there's just so much right in there. Turn down a little bit here and turn up a little bit here. That's exactly what they've always done. Whether it was COVID information and outright just banning doctors that had opposing opinions, whether it's all the Joe Biden corruption stuff that came out during the election that got suppressed all over social media, and social media is where everybody goes to get their information. See, this is why this Twitter thing is so important because especially in today's day and age where we're all more separated from each other than we have ever have been before, social media really is a way to communicate and a way to get an opinion out there and a way to really reach out to people on a mass scale. So controlling that really is powerful. So what this Ari fella is talking about is true, but it's already happened. It's already happened. We've already crossed that line. Pal. And now he says, stories that might not get out until after the election. <laughs> Dude, like, what, what, what planet do you live on? What planet do you live on? Are you, are you trolling us on purpose? Because immediately when he says that, any person who's paid attention, their brain just goes right to, obviously, Hunter Biden laptop. It was a very important story that broke during the election with really crazy implications behind it. And if the story got out fairly, like it should have because it's real, then it would have made pivotal opinion change and opinion swaying in the masses at large. But of course it gets turned down. And then as this guy Ari says, after the election, we they, they say, oh yeah, that, that was real. That thing that we told you that was fake, 
that thing that we told you was Russian disinformation a thousand times. Yeah, that that's real. And uh, let's just we're just gonna swipe that under the rug. Russian disinformation campaign. So this MSNBC, that this Ari fella, all he's doing is just spinning you a line of inversion, of distortion, of opposite think, of red is blue, up is down, grass is purple. Maybe some grass is purple. I don't know. It depends on what kind of grass you're talking about. But <laughs> this is what we're dealing with here. This is what the misinformed public that they're told that it's a trusted source and they blindly trust it without any critical thought. This is what they ingest. This is what they absorb. And then this is what they become. They become the NPC mindset. And hey, who could blame Ari, whatever his last name is from MSNBC, MSNBC, Microsoft, NBC, Bill Gates, NBC. Who could blame Ari? Because he's just told what to say. He gets up there. He does makeup for uh, three hours before the cameras are in his face. He's up there wearing a pound of makeup and he's trying to read that teleprompter through all the, the cake on his face. And he probably makes a nice salary to just get up there and read a teleprompter and spew out anything they tell him to say, any agenda they tell him to push. Because when you have a press secretary like Jen Psaki, who gets up there and lies with such finesse, such assassin-like precision, such cold-heartedness, such a lack of empathy that she's inverting truth and remixing history and just the absolute high priestess of corruption with a slithering snake tongue. And she always, she always wears red for some reason. I always see this sake. She's always wearing red. And if she's not wearing red, on the off chance that she's not wearing red one day, she's wearing black. So she's always trying to look like some Sith Lord, Dark Side, Star Wars. Like she, she looks, she looks the part. Something, 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 Dark Side. But that's enough about my rant about Jen Psaki. Here's what she thinks about Elon Musk buying Twitter. And uh, if you haven't heard it, I bet you can already guess exactly what she's going to say. To that, and does the White House have any concern that this new agreement might have President Trump back on the platform? First of all, it's just such a stupid question. All, like, the only thing these reporters can think about, like, and that's the other thing. Like, Jen Psaki is such a lying, inversionist, liar, deceitful serpent. And all those quote-unquote reporters that go in and ask her, quote-unquote, ask her questions... Like, there's such stupid questions. Like, it's just so pathetic that this is the media in America. I mean, like, if we actually just had some serious people that cared about the truth, that cared about accountability, that cared about freedom, that actually cared about the public at large, my God, like, we could, we, we, we could turn this country around if we just had some people that cared about the truth, that took interest in it. But no, we have these people, they go in there, what do you think about Elon Musk by Twitter? Do you think he's going to put President Trump back in there? All they can do is think about Trump. It's so pathetic. You're so pathetic. Let's get back to Jen Psaki's answer. 
before I just keep ranting like a madman. Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms. Oh, now he's concerned about large social media platforms, but he wasn't concerned about it when Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook were blocking the the the, the, the all the stories about his son's laptop and all... Joe Biden's ties to the corruption on that laptop. He wasn't concerned about Twitter when they blocked President Trump and, and put little disclaimers at the bottom of all of Trump's tweets before they banned him, like saying, this is probably misinformation. You should come to a trusted source. And then it brings you to a link of, of whatever fact checker BS lying establishment, news guard, Snopes, whatever, you know, all, all of them owned by evil, corrupt globalists. Now, all of a sudden, Elon Musk, who just says, I want to have equal speech for everybody on Twitter. I want to get a, I want to do away with favoritism. I want to do away with algorithms. I want to do away with shadow banning. Now, all of a sudden, he comes in and says that. Now, all of a sudden, the president is very concerned about the power of big tech. Uh, what they ha the power they have over our everyday lives has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Now they have to be accountable? Now they have to be accountable? Like, it's just such an insult to your intelligence. She thinks you're, she thinks you're so stupid that she can now say all these weasel words about accountability and how big tech has, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. But she, she said nothing of the sort ever before. The only thing that changes it now is, is now that Elon Musk, who all he says is, I want equal speech for everybody. That's all he says. He never said anything as like, I'm going to shut down leftists. I'm going to He never said anything like that. He just said, I want equal speech for everybody. I want to make Twitter a leveled playing field for all parties that participate in it. And they're going into a frenzy. And now all of a sudden, big tech platforms need accountability. Uh, he's been a strong supporter of fundamental reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency and more. And he's encouraged uh, that uh, there's bipartisan interest in Congress. Uh, in terms of what hypothetical policies uh, might uh, happen, I'm just not going to speak to that at this point okay, in time. The oh, now they want more transparency. Now, now they want antitrust reforms. And have you seen recently? We we can talk about it in another podcast, but yeah, they're 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 setting up a, a quote unquote disinformation branch, which is basically if they get this branch through, if they get this organization approved, this will literally give them the the, the, the legal authority that if you voice any opinion that disagrees with the establishment and their narrative, or contradicts anything that the big government tells you, or that the mainstream media tells you to believe, if, if you say anything contrary to it, this will give them the legal authority to roll up on you, straight up roll up on you with force. Autobots, transform and roll out. So... That's something that's super important, and they've been 
going rapid fire with it and spearheading it really now ever since this uh, Musk deal has happened. So we can get really in depth into that maybe on the next episode because like that's like that's like super heavy stuff. But I just want to show you how large in scale this Musk thing goes. It's not just about Twitter. It's forcing them to establish a means of really cracking down on people because they are threatened by by free speech. They're literally threatened by free speech. And that's what Musk is looking or says at least this is what he's looking to bring to Twitter, which is the biggest social media platform out there. Like it is the granddaddy of the social media platforms. And that's that's why they're threatened by it. And they're gonna use their puppets like MSNBC dude and Jen Psaki and this woman on The View. They are all part of the same tidal wave. Trying to overwhelm and consume everybody. They all say it in different ways, but they're all pushing you toward the same mind state, the NPC mind virus hypnosis that is directly targeted at each and every single one of us every single day. So here's the clip from The View. And just always remember that they are all in this together. The View is the voice of Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki is the voice of Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the voice of the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and Big Pharma. So you might think I'm playing you a clip from The View right now, but no, I'm I'm really, really deeper dot connecting here. I'm really playing you a clip of Klaus Schwab right now. And in fact, on Twitter, it is predominantly straight white men. So when Elon Musk says, wow, this is about free speech, it seems to me that it's about free speech of straight white men. And so let them have it. Let them just go at it. I enjoyed the block button on Twitter. Um, I think it has a real outsized influence in, in, in our world because politicians and celebrities are on it. Just more racial hatred, more racial division. She's literally saying that straight white men are going to be the only thing that's on Twitter. Meanwhile, Twitter is like a global phenomenon where people from every country participate in and have Twitter accounts. But leave it leave it to Sonny on The View to uh, inject race hatred into everything. Like, who's even thinking about race? I'm sorry, I don't think about race. You're the white male! I don't inject race into everything that ever occurs in my life or occurs around me. These people are obsessed with race. They're racial divisionists. And yes, she is a mouthpiece of Klaus Schwab because Klaus Schwab does write in his book, The Great Reset, that the world will be separated through racial strife. So she's one of the agents, whether she knows it or not, whether she's ever heard of the World Economic Forum or not, Sonny on The View is an agent of it because she's brainwashed too. She's a brainwashed idiot too. She's not some mastermind knowingly deceiving you like Jen Psaki, but it's the blind leading the blind, obviously, analogy. It's the brainwashed washing the brains of the brainwashed, and it's trickle-down brainwashing. That's deep, bro. That's deep. 
Another agent of the New World Order, whether he knows it or not, uh, Brian Stelter, who I talk about on this show because it's just too easy of a target. And I wanted to play you this clip, but I, I want to get to more serious stuff now. But whatever, I'll play it for you just so we, we can have a laugh together at Brian Stelter, which is one of America's most favorite pastimes. Listen to his take about Elon Musk. <laughs> Look, who knows? I, I think that's a, a that's a that's a, an example of a broader question for Twitter, which is, if you uh, if you get invited to something where there are no rules, where there is total freedom uh, for for everybody, do you actually want to go to that party, or are you going to decide to stay home? And that's a question for Twitter users. Some Twitter users might love the idea that there's going to be absolutely no moderation and no rules at all. Others might not want to be anywhere near that. Am I am I crazy, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As he's saying this, he's sitting at the round table. They're all like nodding their heads. Like, like what, what parties do these people go to? Where they, <laughs> what kind of parties do these people go to where at the front door they're given, they're given a list <laughs> of, <laughs> of bylaws to follow as they attend this party? Like, oh, welcome to the party. Here's, here's your list of rules that you can't break. I mean, <laughs> these people are really just out of touch and, and, and just clownish to to a level that really has no ceiling at this point no limit would you rather go to a party where you can let loose and not care about anything and really you know just leave the stresses behind or would you rather go to a party where they tell you what you can and cannot do what you can and cannot say how you should and should not behave that, that that's more the party that i would want to go to he says that as they all nod their heads in agreement and then i can see the the average cnn watcher Sitting there, eating some soybeans, nodding their head as well. <laughs> it's just sad. It's just sad. But uh, that is a glimpse into the life of the NPC that lives here on planet Earth. That's that's a glimpse into the life of the information that they get. They listen to NPC, <laughs> NPC, and NBC, <laughs> MSNPC. <laughs> I don't know, anybody's never thought of that one before, but they listen to Ari, whatever his last name is, on MS, Microsoft NPC, MSNPC, and they're given complete lies and inversion. They listen to Jen Psaki, and they're given complete lies and inversion. They listen to The View, and they're giving you race hatred and more racial division, and just an absolutely ludicrous take that she she's just intentionally injecting race into just for the purpose of, I, I don't know, I don't know who, I don't know if she's just brainwashed herself that much, or like somebody tells her like, hey, Sonny, uh, inject race into every argument that you possibly can. And then to cap off the night, the NPC leftists, after they've ingested The View and Jen Psaki and MSNBC, they cap off the night with some Brian Stelter, and they sit there and go, yes, I would never want to go to somewhere where you have freedom. I don't want to have freedom at a party. I don't want to have a freedom. I don't want to have freedom at the store. I don't want to have freedom at the restaurant. I don't want to have freedom anywhere. I don't want to have freedom on the airplane. And I hate Elon Musk too, because everybody that I've listened to today has told me to not like Elon Musk. He's a threat to our democracy. And then boom, the NPC has now gotten the upload. Analyzing data. Protocol accepted. But you already get all that. You understand, because you're not an NPC. 
You're a player character. You have your hands on the controller, controlling your character in this game of life, in this video game of life. You got your hands on the controller. Those people don't. And what do you think about Elon Musk? Are you really hyped? Do you think it's the greatest thing ever? Do you think he's the champion? Do you think he's the patron saint of free speech? Here to right the wrongs of all the big tech corruption? He might be. He says a lot of good things. He's uh, got a great sense of humor, it seems, from all the memes that he puts on Instagram, like the, the pregnant Bill Gates meme. And he's, he's definitely a relatable character and a very eccentric guy and a guy that doesn't really care what people think about what he says and uh we like that about him i like that about him i think he's interesting always thought he was interesting as everybody has elon musk has been propped up by the establishment never forget that he has been propped up by the establishment to be this mysterious tony stark like figure in our world okay so always remember that he had a built-in sort of backstory that the establishment propped him up with, making him this pop culture icon long before this whole Twitter saga occurred with him. And the entire establishment now seems to have turned on him. So always remember that. Remember who propped up Elon Musk from the beginning. The same, the very same mainstream pop culture establishment. But I see a lot of people out there really hyped about Elon Musk, like really going full bore for Elon Musk, full stand style for Elon Musk. And, you know, who, who could blame them? Because just as citizens, as free thinking people that just want leveled playing field and real equality and real freedom for everybody, this is, this is the first win in a really long time. But I would say... Just my recommendation, never take anybody wholesale. Always observe every public figure with a certain level of skepticism, no matter how aligned with your ideologies and your beliefs and your values and your opinions and your sense of humor, no matter how much that person is aligned with those things for you, always balance them with a certain level of skepticism. Take them with a grain of salt so to speak. Now, I'm not saying Elon Musk is a bad guy, but like we do here, we're dot connectors, we have to take a deeper microscopic look at this individual. So for the second week in a row, by popular demand, we are going to go in deep with Muskwatch. It's time for Muskwatch. I try to convince people to slow down slow down AI, to regulate AI. This was futile. I tried for years. It could be terrible, and it could be great. It's not clear. One thing is for sure, we will not control it. Musk So what do we actually know about Elon Musk? Besides him being the Tesla guy and this mysterious, eccentric billionaire guy that makes a lot of funny memes on Twitter and makes fun of leftists, and is this cool guy that's saying all the right things. But he's been around way longer than just sort of this Twitter saga chapter in 
Elon Musk's lore, okay? He said a lot of things. He's had many different business ventures and propelled his ambitions into a number of different avenues within tech and within shaping the future. One of his most involved ambitions is, you guessed it, AI and transhumanism. And it's really one of the things that he gets most excited to talk about. I mean, I guess I get kind of excited to talk about it too because I love having the opportunity to expose it and really talk about it in tangible sort of speaking terms and show you the actual proof and show you the actual quotes of people. But you could you could go to the Joe Rogan podcast episode where he's talking to Elon Musk and they, they do like, they talk for like an hour and a half solely about artificial intelligence. And Elon Musk, man, he, he, he can talk forever about AI and transhumanism. He's, he's just a big fan. There's a lot of interviews too of him just talking about the science fiction that he likes. He likes Blade Runner. He loves uh, the Alien versus Predator movies. He loves video games. So he's just, he's, he's a fan of the sci-fi genre where all this AI and cybernetics and transhumanism is really uh, kind of glorified and put on this pedestal of, you know, human ingenuity and evolution and the futuristic utopia. So he, he likes all of that. But just like in the fictional renditions of these futuristic visions, Elon Musk understands that there's a downside to it and that there's a risk and that there needs to be caution when engaging in these kind of practices with AI. And he says it. He says it in that Musk Watch clip. I tried to warn everybody about AI. No one listened. No one listened to me. You know, <laughs> it was futile. <laughs> and even Joe Rogan's like, you sound like a guy in a movie that's, that's telling me the world's going to end. <laughs> so it's really funny how art imitates life and life imitates art all the time. There's always a correlation there. But yeah, you can go and listen to that whole podcast with Joe Rogan and Elon Musk to really get his pulse on AI. But... He really does believe in a transhumanist vision of humanity's future. He really does. And he's gung-ho about it. And he pursues it with all of his resources. I mean, this is a man that just spent $44 billion on Twitter like it was chump change. So this is a man that has unbelievable resources. Really unbelievable resources. And he's an independent figure that we know for the most part. I don't know if he's in cahoots with the likes of Schwab and Harari and those type of people. I mean, he goofs on Bill Gates all the time. He's shown emails between him and Bill Gates, how they've had uh, you know tension between one another. He's, he's talked about Bill Gates in interviews. I don't hate Bill Gates, to be clear. I think he just probably doesn't know the, the science. So there's that aspect. There's that mystery about Elon Musk. Is he a globalist? Is he in cahoots with these people? Or does he pursue the same kind of technologies that they do, but has an idea of 
implementing these technologies differently than their vision, which is total global dystopia, surveillance, AI, facial recognition, mark of the beast, social credit score. That's their vision. But as much as Musk says that he is for these technologies, for more of a betterment of society motivation, there's some things that he says that are kind of fishy and make your spidey sense tingle quite a bit. Spider sense? But why? There's no danger. So I'm going to show you some quotes from Elon Musk at the... 2017 World Government Summit where he sounds an awful lot like, I mean, if you just did it with a German accent, <laughs> you, you'd think it was, uh, you'd think it was uh, some guy that we, we mentioned on this show quite a bit. I see the need for a great reset. But take a listen to the things that Elon Musk is saying here at the 2017 World Government Summit. So over time, I think we'll probably see a, um, a closer merger of biological intelligence and digital intelligence. And it's mostly about the, the bandwidth, the speed of the connection between your brain and your digital, the digital extension of yourself. Okay, so basically what he's saying there is that the human model is basically obsolete and can be improved upon because texting with your thumbs is way slower than just thinking the text and sending it out. And if we just had total technological and biological integration with the devices that we use, we could be way more efficient with that. Something about you creeps me out. So who knows if Elon Musk even really understands what he's saying here. Maybe he just thinks that it's, wow, it's really cool. We could really benefit from this, but he doesn't understand the real implications here. I mean, he's got to understand that the real transhumanists like Harari and Schwab and the people that really push this agenda uh, want it for a lot of different things than just, oh, I can send a text message faster. They want way more than just that. But let's go on with more Elon Musk quotes from the 2017 World Government Summit. So some ha high bandwidth interface to the brain, I think will be something that uh, helps achieve a symbiosis and between human and machine intelligence and maybe solves the control problem and the usefulness problem. Now that is a bombshell quote. I mean, if, if you didn't know any better, if you didn't know Elon Musk as this meme lord edgelord Tony Stark billionaire, you'd hear these quotes and you'd be like, wow, that sounds an awful lot like some evil globalists that I've, that I've heard quotes, similar quotes like that from. So he says the symbiosis. Well, we already have a symbiosis already with technology. I mean, I'm using technology right now. I'm using my phone to play you clips. I'm using a laptop to record and I'm using a microphone to speak into. So yes, there is a certain level of quote symbiosis that we have with technology, but it's no more symbiotic than using a hammer and a nail. It's no more symbiotic than the relationship that I have with my shampoo and my shower head when I take a shower. 
I'm just using a tool at my disposal for the purpose that the tool was invented for. Now, when he says symbiosis, he means the integration of technology with your biology. And then at the end right there, he says that will help solve the control issue. Surveillance under the skin. So when we're all integrated with technology symbiotic with our natural biology, that will solve the control issue. And that You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the quote when Bill Gates says, um, if we do a really good job with vaccines, we can get the carbon closer to zero. Well, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. Like, what, what does one have to do with the other? The, oh, the, the, the really cool edgelord cyberpunk revolution? Oh, that will, that will solve the control problem. <laughs> Elon Musk saying a lot here at the 2017 World Government Summit. Let's hear more. I think the, the biggest, I think we'll just end up doing a universal basic income. It's going to be necessary um, the, the, the harder challenge, much harder challenge, is how do people then have meaning? Wow, that's a doozy. So he just said he wants universal basic income, and it should be implemented right after saying that technology integrated with biology will be good for control. He says that universal basic income will be necessary. And it's something that is inevitable. And if universal basic income, you're just going to own nothing and be happy. Literally what the Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum vision for 2030 is owning nothing and being happy and getting your daily or weekly allowance through your social credit score, through your, through your universal basic income your good boy tokens, your pat on the head, if you do everything that we tell you to do, if you integrate your biology with technology to have control, you'll get your universal basic income good boy tokens. You will own nothing. And you will be happy. Are we connecting the dots here? Because I sure am. Let's go on to hear him elaborate on this and... uh how universal basic income will make humans no longer have meaning. And no, this isn't Yuval Noah Harari. This is your champion, Elon Musk, saying these things, man. Like a lot of people, they derive their meaning from their employment. So if you don't have, if, if you're not needed, if there's not a need for your labor, how do you, what's the meaning? Do you, do you have meaning? Do you feel useless? These are much, that's a much harder problem to deal with. That is a harder uh, problem to deal with. And you know how your transhumanist buddies, I don't know if they're your buddies or not, but they definitely like transhumanism just like you do, Elon. You know what their solution to that problem is? Kill your ass. Put you in the metaverse, put you on drugs, make you addicted to porn, make you sterile and give you GMO synthetic food and and experiment on you with gene-altering injections and technology integrated with your biology and just use you as lab rats. That's, that's what Yuval Noah Harari says. Hackable animals. That's what 
Big Pharma says. That's what the CEO of Pfizer, Albert Borla, basically says. That's what Obama said, basically. We, he, he recently came out. He was like, we just experimented that on the entire public with these vaccines. Here, I'll play that clip for you right now. Despite the fact that we've now essentially clinically tested the vaccine on billions of people worldwide, Around one in five Americans is still willing to put themselves at risk and put their families at risk rather than get vaccinated. People are dying because of misinformation. So the things that Elon Musk is saying here at this 2017 World Government Summit directly falls in line, directly correlates, directly synergizes with the things that the globalist tyrants say to us give you universal basic income to make you own nothing and be happy. But then there's going to be a a bunch of useless humans on here. And what do we do about that problem? We experiment on them and, you know, just use them and and kill them. Down to zero. And surveil them. Surveillance. And enslave them and make them fall in line with what we tell them to do. It changes you. Now, Elon Musk isn't saying that, but he's, he's, he's saying the things that lead to that. So let's hear more of what he has to say at this 2017 World Government Summit. Now, I mean, I do think that there's a potential path here, which is, and we're really getting into science fiction or create, create, you know, sort of advanced science stuff, but having some sort of uh, merger with biological intelligence and machine intelligence. to, to some degree, we are already a cyborg. Um, you, th- like, uh, you think of like the, the digital tools that you have, your phone, your computer, the applications that you have, like the fact that, as I was mentioning earlier, you can ask a question and instantly get an answer uh, from Google or you know, from other things. Okay, so the argument he's making here is that we are basically already cyborgs, even though the technology that we interface with on a day-to-day basis has not completely uh, meshed and melded and has been grafted onto our physical biology. He says that we're already cyborgs. And so why not? Why not have it mesh with us? Why not go for it? Why not go full Dr. Frankenstein mode on all humans and just mess with it? I mean, we already do it with the trans people. We mutilate them. We chop off their private parts and sew them back up and mutilate them and distort them and sew it back onto them. Why don't we do it with robotics? Why don't we do it with the human brain? Why don't we do it with chips? Why don't we do it with silicon? We already do it with silicon breasts. And hey, I'm not saying if you get silicone breasts... That you're you're a transhumanist, but you understand where I'm going with here. And then he talks about Google and how you can ask Google a question and you can have it answered for you. And if you connect that dot to what he said about having the chip in your head to whatever, send text messages faster, imagine just thinking about the question. Imagine having the chip in your brain, having the com- the computer completely interfacing with your thoughts and with your brain, and then you just think of a question and the answer is autom- automatically given to you. That's 
the hive mind. First, this is the human brain, the most complex object in our sector of the galaxy. 100 billion neurons that can be scanned by MRI. Neuron for neuron. This means we can digitize all the information we accumulate during our lives and upload it into a giant mother computer. No, that means everybody knows everything all at the same time and they can inject whatever knowledge or disinformation or narratives that they want to put into your head and make you a hackable animal once you're part of the hive mind. A vast database of all human knowledge. A resource we could share by downloading programs we want to give us instant knowledge. So when the singularity arrives, we will be in control. By merging with machines, we will enter a new age of superhuman existence. That in the post-human era, we become homo superior. We become a new species. We're talking about humanity becoming like the gods. What do you think? You understand that? Because Google's already kind of like a hive mind if you think about it. We all use it. We all get information from it. We all add information to it. And it's a sort of a communal hive mind. Same thing with, with Twitter. Imagine having just Twitter interfacing with your consciousness or Instagram, just like being in Instagram. This is what they think the future holds through their neurological integration between your brain and the artificial intelligence. This is crazy stuff, but they really talk about it. And here, you got your boy. You got the champion. You got Mr. Meme Lord, Elon Musk. Not sounding so uh, so cool. Not sounding so heroic and relatable. Here at this 2017 World Government Summit, he's sounding a lot like those James Bond villains that I play you on a week-to-week -week basis. Let's finish up this, uh, this Elon clip right here. And so you already have a digital tertiary, tertiary layer. I say tertiary because you can think of the limbic system, kind of the, the animal brain or the primal brain, and then the cort cortex, kind of the thinking, planning part of the brain, and then your digital self as a, as a third layer. Um, the, so you already have that. And, and it's like if somebody dies, their digital ghost is still around. You know, all of their emails and their, the pictures that they posted and their social media, that still lives, even if they, physical, if, if, if they died. So over time, I think we'll probably see a, um, a closer merger of biological intelligence and digital intelligence. Now look, now I don't want you to jump ship off the SS Elon right now, okay? But I want to show you that there's sides to every coin and it's healthy and it's necessary and it's essential to being knowledgeable when you approach everything with a certain level of skepticism. Because I can sit here and go back and forth with good things about Elon Musk and not so good things about Elon Musk. Elon Musk, contrary to uh, a lot of the globalists I show you on the show that love depopulation so much, he says the exact opposite. He says, we don't have an overpopulation problem. We have an underpopulation problem and there's too many people dying and we're not having enough children. 
So that's one of the things that Elon Musk says. But then at the same time, you could see who this guy has children with. His uh, ex-wife, Grimes, that, that, that really, her, her name really describes it all. I mean, look into her. She's, she's an absolute freakazoid. So th that's not a good look for him. She's, she loves talking about transhumanism too. You should look into her. Grimes. I mean, do it at your own discretion because just like the name says, you're going to see some grime. There's going to be some grime getting saturated onto your brain if you go down the Grimes rabbit hole and look into the things that she does and the things that she's into. No thanks, bro. But then I can say, oh, Elon Musk goofs on Bill Gates and, you know, he, he, it doesn't seem like he has a good relationship with Bill Gates. We don't like Bill Gates, right? Well, I mean, that's true. Those memes do exist. He sent out the, the pregnant Bill Gates meme, which cracked me up when I saw it, made me laugh so much. But then on the other hand, on the contrary, Elon Musk founded a company called OpenAI, okay? And guess who conveniently pledged $1 billion to it? None other than Mr. Bill Gates. Uh-oh. Trouble. Okay, okay, okay. But, but Elon Musk says nobody should be forced to get a vaccine and, and me medical freedom is, is everything and, and that everyone should have the right to choose what they put in their body. And I agree with that. That's totally a stance that I'm down with. Thank God Elon Musk takes that stance as well. But why is the Tesla Corporation aiding another corporation called CureVac to develop vaccines specifically for COVID-19? He's not bluffing. My spider sense is going crazy. Ah, well, you know, he's an entrepreneur. Maybe he wants to get in on the, uh, the capital that he can make by such an opportunity. Who knows? Maybe he can fix the, the Vax corporations even too. You know, because he doesn't want anybody to be enslaved through the transhumanism revolution. He, j he just wants it to empower humanity. You know, because he's not a globalist like those guys over at the World Economic Forum, right? But why am I seeing it here that Elon Musk was on the 2018 World Economic Forum Young Global Leaders? Nani? Yeah, he was. Now put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> yeah, doesn't go down so good. So, all I'm saying is I don't want you to love Elon Musk. I don't want you to hate Elon Musk. I don't want you to think he's the devil. I don't want you to think that he's a savior. You know? I just want you to be level-headed and have some information about the type of people that are being propped up upon you as your savior. You know, just because the media is attacking him and they're going full bore in all of the mainstream media news outlets gunning for Elon Musk and they're creating a, a, a so-called disinformation wing of the government and ministry of truth basically and all the leftists are going nuts and all their heads are exploding don't think that having the npc hypnosis transmission telling you to hate elon musk even though that might be a good indicator to a dot connector that oh wow the the new world order npc 
hypnosis media is going after Elon Musk, so that so that might mean he's a good guy. Usually that's what that means. <laughs> but just because that they don't like him, it doesn't mean that they can't use this as an opportunity for them to capitalize. Just like this Ministry of Truth disinformation institution that they're trying to implement now. This is all because of the Elon Musk stuff. And if they implement it, this could have unbelievable effects on our country. And no, that will really be a threat to our democracy. It's a threat to our democracy. It's a threat to our democracy. But that will re- that there, there won't be a democracy to threaten if they implement that. He's got a point. And it's being spearheaded right now all because of the Elon Musk development. It's almost like how Trump got roped into the whole vaccine stuff, and now now he's tethered to it. Now he can't even speak bad about it. Now he can't even point out that there's so much adverse reactions about it. Every time he goes up to a rally now, people start booing him when he talks about the vaccine. He goes up there, the beautiful vaccine. It's the greatest invention that was ever made. Okay. I saved millions and billions and quintillions of lives with this beautiful great vaccine. Oh, the great vaccine. Oh, don't boo. Stop booing me. So just because Trump was portrayed as a champion for free speech and a a person that cared about the people and the mainstream media, hypnosis, NPC, evil corporate media was attacking him day in and day out. They still got what they wanted. Trump's gone. The country's more divided than ever. And they've achieved a massive fear bomb with this COVID pandemic. And they're now injecting people on a global scale by the billions. So just because this is a good development, and I think Elon Musk will be good for Twitter, it doesn't mean some really heinous consequences won't come out of it in the long run. It doesn't mean that just because the domino falling seems to be a good domino right now, at the end of the line of dominoes, you know, it's, 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 it's putting, it's pushing, the final domino falls onto a detonator. You know what I'm saying? As we do as dot connectors, we're not going to take anything at face value. We're not going to completely hate Elon Musk like the brainwashed, hypnotized NPC. I guess they call them liberal leftists or whatever. But I know I know I know people who who are Democrats that are like actually smart and aren't radical leftists. But yeah, the the NPC hypnified, zombified brain slaves okay we're not gonna be like them and just hate elon musk because msnbc and jen saki and the view said that he's a racist and that he's a threat to our democracy we're not gonna just hate him but we're not gonna just love him blindly either because he goofs on leftists and gives funny memes and the mainstream media establishment hates him so that means that I should like him. We're not going to be on that other completely opposite side of the spectrum either. We're going to be somewhere in the middle because we have the actual information. We know the real implications. 
We're not looking at it from a rudimentary face value angle. Elon Musk makes fun of liberals and says he likes free speech, so I like. No, I'm going to hear what Elon Musk said. Oh, he, he was at the World Government Summit? Oh, he, he does Neuralink and, and, and really loves AI and transhumanism? Oh, that sounds, that sounds familiar to me. Since you already know about Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and transhumanism, okay, when you hear Elon Musk say these things now, it means something else to you. It means more to you. A bigger picture is painted in your mind. A bigger constellation is available to you because you have this you have this foundational knowledge now of what the New World Order is, of what transhumanism is, and what the people pushing it want to do with it. So you hear Elon Musk talk about universal basic income. You hear him talk about symbiosis with technology and biology. And it creeps you out because you know the people that have mentioned those sort of things to you before want to use it for very dark purposes. But then on the other hand, Elon Musk says, I want more people on the world. I don't want depopulation. So it's a very, it's a very weird tightrope that Elon Musk walks. Is he a champion of free speech? Is he a transhumanist globalist? Maybe he's both. But only time will tell. And uh, for right now, we're going to have to wait and see what he does with this Twitter acquisition. See the changes that he makes. See the splashes that he makes. And see the ripple effects that occur around him. Not just what he does, but what people do because of him, how the narrative changes because of him, how things get implemented because of him, like this misinformation governmental wing that they're now trying to implement. But that's a huge topic for another week, and I think we really got to know Elon Musk a a little bit better now, and I think we can all make a more informed decision now on how we feel about this character, Elon Musk. And that's all we can do, right? The information's always deprived from us, so the least we can do is just dig a little bit deeper, know a little bit more, and make an informed decision. And information is the key to making informed decisions. So that does it for this episode of Connect Those Dots. The Elon Musk Watch Deep Dive edition And as I do always, I tell you, peace out, God bless, and in the wise words of Brian Stelter, always do your own research.